Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, Senior Web Editor here at CI. Over the last few months, we've seen more and more AV firms start bringing back furloughed workers, and even some that have started to outright hire again. While this is generally a good sign, it doesn't mean that there won't still be that classic problem we've reported on time and time again here, a lack of young people who are willing to learn and become the next generation of AV professionals. And it's not just AV integration firms who are having trouble finding talent. Product manufacturers are in need, too. So I spoke with Adam Bowers and T.R. Hoffman, two millennials who are starting their tech careers at MSC Audio, as well as their manager, Ken Hecht, about what drew each of them to the tech solutions industry and what it takes to have a fulfilling career in this space. So whether you're a tech company who's looking for talent or you're a young person who's interested in this space, we hope you'll find this conversation useful. And since there's not much to report in AV News this week, we'll go to that conversation right now. So I wanted to talk to you today because I keep hearing that there is this loss of you know real experts in the AV industry, and I wanted to get your thoughts on how we as an industry can bridge that gap. So uh, first and foremost, I'd ask that each of you can introduce yourselves and, and share a bit about how you got involved uh, in, in AV. So my name is Ken Hecht, um, I'm Vice President of Engineering at MSC Audio. But I got in the industry kind of in an unusual way, not the, the normal path. Uh, I do have an engineering degree, but um, I got into the industry through my family. My father started our company back in 1955. So I'd like to, though, defer a little bit to Adam and, and TR in answering this question because they're really new to the industry and how they got in is, is really uh, more, I think, important to what's going on today than how I got in. I am Adam Bowers. I am an engineer here at MSC Audio. And my background a little bit is I got a degree in mechanical engineering from Kansas State University, which Kansas State was kind of the only option for me is I'm fourth generation K-State, but what appealed, what drew me to a degree in mechanical engineering was just the vast array of um, industries that you can go into um, with that degree. I never really saw myself in the AV industry, but when I was looking for jobs and I saw this specific job posting, um, what really drew me to it was just the fact that um, no experience was required. They were willing to train on the fly and I was pretty intrigued by audio the more I kind of dug into it when I saw this posting. Yes, that leaves me. My name's T.R. Hoffman. Uh, I got into the industry very similarly to Adam. I always knew I wanted to do mechanical engineering. Um, so I went to Iowa State for that. Uh, halfway through my schooling, I discovered that Iowa State offered a music technology minor. Uh, and I decided to pursue that. Uh, music audio has been uh, a passion slash hobby of mine for years. I started playing piano when I was seven, started playing guitar when I was 13. Um, so that always interested me. And I thought, oh, what a great way for me to, you know, start learning a little bit more about my hobby, start developing some of that skill. Um, and as I was applying to uh, different jobs, uh, I started applying to more traditional, uh, what you think of when you think of mechanical engineering roles, stuff at John Deere or Caterpillar or Rockwell Collins, or I guess it's Collins Aerospace now. But after a while, I started looking at audio companies, uh, realizing, oh, there's, there's a job market here. There's something that I can, I can blend my hobby and I can turn that, a piece of that into my career. Um, so I started applying towards that and MSC Audio was super attractive for me. There was a, a low level of experience that was required. Um, so I applied to that job, uh, went well, and 
after a year and a half, I'm still here, still enjoying it, still loving it. So I was wondering if, if each of you could also share some advice for, you know, the next generation that's entering or thinking about entering into the AV industry. You know, I think uh, for people getting into this industry, there's, um, there's a lot of options out there. And I think what attracts people to this industry is, um, you know, having some sort of passion for it. Um, you know, it's not just a job. It's, it's something you enjoy doing. And, you know, it's nice to say um, I don't make fuel controls. I make audio. I make speakers. I make amplifiers. It's more prestigious type of, uh, of application of engineering. But I think also what attracts people into this industry is most of these companies are small companies. You're not rigid in what you're doing. When you come into the company, you don't have a specific job. It's very um, diverse in what you do. So, you know, if you like to have something to do, it's almost different every day, projects that you can see from beginning to end and see every step of it, you know, I think that attracts some people. And not having a lot of experience, there's not a lot of um, formal education that, that teaches you how to design a loudspeaker or design an amplifier. So it's a lot of on-the-job training. So in some of these smaller companies like ours, we don't necessarily look for experience. We're looking for people that we can teach how to do the things we do and bring them along in our company. Yeah, and just kind of adding on that, how Ken just said, um, a lot of companies aren't really expecting you to have experience. I think that's really important to know entering this industry. Just don't be apprehensive. Don't be afraid because that expectation of an expert knowledge base is not there. Um, there's a lot of learning by trial and error in this industry, just digging into it after giving a task and just learning as you go. Um, definitely asking questions with people in the company that have been there longer than you. But uh, my biggest thing would just um, don't be apprehensive. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's totally correct. Just not being afraid to experiment, not being able, not being afraid to explore a little bit. Um, I remember coming into the industry and knowing almost zero. Uh, there's a little bit about my hobbies uh, that I could that I could take into my career. I knew a little bit about how. Um, music is produced. I knew a little bit about uh, just different frequency ranges, but nothing about loudspeakers, nothing about amplifiers. Um, so being able to just dive in, one of my first projects, I, I was experimenting with um, uh, with different ways that speaker drivers are shaped, um, different so that the shape of them would uh, kind of affect, affect the sound wave that was radiating. Um, and I, I did not take into account uh, the weight of the different pieces that I was adding to this driver, how that would affect things. Um, there, there was just a lot of things that I, I, I didn't expect, but I, I jumped in uh, and started experimenting. I, I, I learned a lot from my manager that was supervising me over that project, um, just walking through a bunch of different steps with him, not being afraid to um, get dirty, make a mistake or two. Um, so I think that that kind of experimentation is super important, like what Adam was talking about. And then again, uh, if, if you're considering this kind of, if you're considering entering into this industry, um, I'm, I'm going to assume that you probably have a, like a passion for it, or at least a desire to know about music, to know about audio. Um, and, and really, I, I, would, I would encourage people looking at this industry to, to really dig into that. Um, one way that, that I did that was, I mean, music technology minor at Iowa State was a great way for me to start exploring some of that passion for me. Um, but another was uh, just as I started playing guitar, I, I, want, 
I was curious how pieces of the sound of my electric guitar were made. So I looked into a little bit of the circuitry of all the guitar pedals that I was using, started trying to build my own experiment with that. Um, so really digging into your hobbies, it's going to, it's going to give you a little bit of a background on a piece of how everything audio works. And I think that's really attractive to future employers as well. So, so each of you kind of highlighted something that made me think of another question. Um, do you think that I, that there's like a personality type that's best suited to this work or is it really that, um, you know, AV companies, whether they're on the integrator side or on the manufacturer side, um, really need a, a quite a diverse uh, set of personality types. Um, obviously, there's going to be somebody who, you know, excels in math, who's probably going to do well in some of the more technical aspects of a job like this. But um, generally speaking, personality types, do those play into effect here? Uh, do, um, is it just all music people who tend to, to gravitate towards, you know, specifically the audio manufacturing space? What else have you seen in, in, in these two regards? So, um, and that's an interesting question because when I was um, hiring engineers uh, back, let's say in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, uh, <laughs> one of the things I looked for was somebody that was a ham radio operator. And the reason for that is because there was no question they were hobbyists. And they were hobbyists that had to know how sound worked. Um, so they had a lot of experience already. They had a passion for it. If you're a ham radio operator, you've got a passion for you know, this industry, I think. And so if I saw somebody's resume that said they were a ham radio operator, that always piqued my interest. If you're a musician, that piqued my interest. People that, um, like TR and Adam were saying, that their hobbies, their um, backgrounds showed that they like to tinker in this, in this industry. That always attracted me. So I think uh, somebody that um, is already doing those things and, um, and doesn't have to be a ham radio operator at this point, you know, there's not as many of them, I guess, left around that are younger. Uh, but, you know, have hobbies like Tira does with music and, you know, that lends itself well to something that's going to be successful in this business. Yeah, just something I would add to that. Um, most audio companies are relatively small compared to like a larger company that someone with an engineering degree might go to. But because um, these companies are relatively small, you have to fill a lot of roles and a lot of hats and your, your roles are very broad. So because of that, I think no matter your personality type, there's going to be a role that you would fill that would kind of cling to that personality type. Like if you're really outgoing, there's trade shows, you know, you might be involved with tech support, but if you're more introverted, you know, there's definitely a lot of time behind the screen. I think that highlights that each different personality type is going to be beneficial and it's, and it's always good to have like a wide diverse range of people that are all collaborating on a project or all um, moving forward, moving the same company forward. Um, but, but again, having, I think highlighting what Ken said, having that, that willingness to, to learn that passion that drives you is an important, important piece of that. So are there uh, specific, you know, universities or, or internships um, that are more appealing to employers in this space? I mean, you know, Ken, you were talking about what you were looking for when you were hiring is is that something that you paid much attention to or is that 
a secondary thing or a tertiary? I think it could, to me it's definitely secondary because, um, you know, again, there's not a lot of specific degrees that are going to um, pair somebody specifically for this industry. And, um, you know, we've done, we've taken interns from local um, engineering schools. You know, it's fun to have them here, um, but if they don't have the passion for it, you know, they're, it's not made for them. It's not for them. Uh, so I would say in answer to that question, no, there's nothing in, in specific in, um, in, a, in a university that I look for. Adam and, and TR, did, you, did either of you go into any kind of internship program to get where you are today? Uh, have you heard from any of your peers who have done that? Um, personally, I did not um, have any internships in the AV industry. But um, just from my experience in just two brief years, the engineers that I know in the industry typically either have a mechanical engineering or an electrical engineering degree. And it seems a lot of um, the audio side of things is kind of a blend of both mechanical and electrical. So like Ken said, there's really not one degree that's kind of molded for this industry. But I think with an engineering degree, um, it kind of shows that you can grasp the concepts and you can learn it. And it shows that um, you have learned how to learn and kind of excel, which is what you have to do when you enter this industry. Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, and I, I as well didn't have like a specific like AV internship or anything to kind of introduce me to that concept. But um, I think what, what Adam said is, uh, is exactly right. Um, uh, if I see someone has an engineering degree, um, I, I know that there's, there's not going to be a specific training for the exact job roles in this industry just because it's, there's so much here that you can do. It is so broad. Um, but that being said, having an engineering degree tells me that okay, you've, you've put the time in, you understand how to think critically, you understand how to approach a problem, um, and that's, and that's going to be useful. Uh, now, based on each one of your own career paths, is there something that you would have done differently to get to where you are today in the industry? Now, Ken, I suspect that the answer is probably no, but am I right? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think there was anything I could have done differently that would have um, brought me to where I am now. You know, obviously, there's different choices you make um, in your career and, and, and within your company. But, you know, I'm, I'm going on... 40 years in, in one company. So um, I think it worked out. Yeah, and just jumping in there, um, I don't think there was a classic K-State that, that necessarily would have set me up exactly for this role. But I know there were some electives like vibrations that while it may not necessarily be about um, sound or audio, I think a lot of um, what that, class, what that class or other electives would have talked about could have helped me um, understand audio a little bit better going into it. And I think just, you know, if I knew I was going to go into the audio industry, um, I, I would have started tinkering with speakers a lot earlier and kind of would have helped me grasp those concepts a lot earlier on. Yeah, for sure. I think my answer is pretty similar. So I do remember like several electives at Iowa State um, that, that would have been helpful from a from an acoustic standpoint, I think they even had like an, an acoustic selective, which would have been fantastic if I would have known that this is where I was going to end up. Um, but uh, honestly, just spending the time to to critically listen to music um, was was huge for me. Just being able to um, pinpoint how everything was put together, how to discern good sound from bad sound, knowing where each instrument fall in each different frequency range, 
um, it was super helpful and just being able to take a pair of speakers and just just think about how they sound. How does that stack up to um, this editor, or this uh, this other brand? Um, I think that was that was a, a super helpful thing for me. Um, so I don't I don't know how much I would have uh, changed um, to to get me to to the point I am today. I think we got to come back and revisit this question with these guys in ten years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think the, the thing that would make um, some people a little intimidated by everything that you're saying um, is just that for many career paths, you really hear about the overwhelming need to get like five internships to, to get involved in all these different kinds of clubs that might relate to your degree or your, your intended career path. And I mean, it, that ends up only serving you most of the time, not, it doesn't really serve your, where you actually end up particularly well, because sometimes we end up in very different areas than we intended to. We, when we were just studying in, uh, in high school and college. So, um, do you think that, I, I guess that my, my, my point is that I think for a career like this, somebody who is interested has to get over the idea of what other career paths kind of pressure them to do in a way and just focus on really what makes them what makes them tick and what makes them passionate about the area would you agree with that <laughs> at all well you know i kind of um yeah i think i, I would agree with that um i would say that you know because you know again going back to there's not a lot of um you can't get a lot of experience except as a hobbyist outside of this industry. There's not a lot of internships. There's not a, it's not a ton of companies. That, um, you know, and our expectation in hiring somebody is, you know, if we hire a good engineer, engineering school has prepared them for problem solving, how to approach a problem, how to come out with a, a result. And so in looking at that, <clears throat> that's preparation for, I think, this industry. And then it's, it's hands-on training. It's, it's, you know, learning, like TR said, you, you do it and you learn from it and you build on what you learn. And then, you know, eventually you're doing it on your own and you're successful. And I would just tack on to that just to reemphasize again, um, to not be apprehensive if you think you want to enter this industry, just because the expectation isn't there that you know everything right away. And there's a pretty common understanding that it's going to take some time and some trial and error to kind of learn as you go. I'd love to ask um, where each of you hopes or thinks the industry will be in 10 years from now. I mean, I, Ken, you had said earlier, I'd have to check in on these two in 10 years. But uh, speaking of that, uh, where do each of you think the industry is heading or where do you hope it will head uh, in a decade? I think society as a whole, as time goes on, kind of jumps to ease of use and convenience. So I think there's going to be a continued trend of that in the industry. But in the next 10 years, I think there's going to be a solid merger um, where quality kind of meets that convenience. And I'm really excited what the future holds for the industry. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think building on that, a piece of that convenience, I think we've already seen uh, in pieces as um, POE and IP addressable solutions uh, become a lot more common. Uh, and I I foresee that in the next 10 years, it's going to be uh, more and more accessible, more and more commonly used. Um, and I think the hope 
uh, for MSE Audio is to continue our tradition of quality product while still being able to, to, to keep up with, uh, with that convenience, still being interoperable with uh, everything else that's up and coming in the industry. So I think that's interesting what you're saying there is um, you're looking at it as a blend of convenience, but better quality, you know, yep. maybe higher end audio and appreciation for it. Okay. I really appreciate having your, have you all on today. And I thank you for the time and for the, the conversation. It's interesting to hear from uh, perspectives from the, from the younger crowd that we don't always hear from. And then to also yeah. have that guided by somebody who's been at it longer than either of you have. And so it, it, thank you. It's been really interesting. Well, thanks. We appreciate it. Thanks for the time and the opportunity.